pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Bringing you up to the minute industry news. Time for me to tell you about the biggest tournament in the history of daily fantasy sports. Interviews from the biggest names in the industry. The one and only Condia. Headchopper joins us now to talk about this weekend in daily fantasy football. Now on the podcast, Napster Man. And game analysis to save you time and help you build your bankroll. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head game, you are just going to lose. Here is your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Everybody, what's going on? want to welcome you to the Thursday edition Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Dan Bach, DB730, the old Daily Fantasy alias, and we thank you so much for the listen download. Be sure to find me over on Twitter at Dan underscore Bach. Uh, Going to switch things up a little bit today and bring in an interview with uh, somebody who uh, was behind the new DraftKings arcade mode. His name is uh, Mark Nuremberg. He's somebody that I have known uh, in this industry for a very long time. One of the uh, co-founders of a site called Draft Street, which in the early days was uh, really one of the groundbreaking sites out there. I know FanDuel obviously gets uh, a lot of the credit and a lot of the you know, uh, notoriety for being the, the first site to really bring it to the mainstream. But I, uh, Draft Street was right there with them in the early days. And uh, this was a fun interview for me because I've known him for as long as I've been doing this, which is uh, for me, what, almost six years, I believe. And uh, he obviously predates me. Not many people in this industry predate me. He does. And we did a little reminiscing. And uh, more importantly, though, kind of talking about the current day over at DraftKings and uh, the new platform that they're apparently building. And he's going to kind of touch up on that in regards to what arcade mode is, what arcade mode could be, and uh, what we might see moving forward with uh, other things happening at DraftKings from the game style of things. So very different discussion than... Some of the other topics we've had with DraftKings people in the past, and uh, I really enjoyed this one. So uh, take a listen, take a stroll down memory lane for you old school uh, DFS grinders and enjoy it to Mark Nuremberg, head of games over at DraftKings. All right, really excited for our next guest here today on the Fantasy Fix. We uh, decided to reach out to DraftKings head of games because, let's face it, they uh, instituted A pretty exciting new addition to their game offerings there with their arcade mode. And, well, you know, it's been way too long since he's been on the podcast. Uh, We go way back to his days out there at Draft Street. But the head of games at DraftKings, Mark Nuremberg, the old schoolers, will always remember him as Markness. He joins us on the podcast today. Mark, uh, good to chat, man. Uh, Been too long. How are things? Things are great. Thanks for having me. It's it's great to be back. It's been quite a while. It absolutely has. Uh, too long. And so long that I'm guessing, like, and this is sad. This is really sad. And it's going to bring a little tear to my eye and maybe to yours as well. That I'm betting, like, 90% of this audience has no clue 
who Draft Street is. You know, they probably have no idea what that company is, what that daily fi- daily fantasy site ever was. And it shouldn't be that way. You guys brought so much to the table in the early going when you uh, when you came up with that concept. So uh, let's reintroduce you to everybody. How long have you exactly been in DFS? Because I think I'm old school, and I know you predate me by, I think, a couple of years. Yeah, I guess we started at the end of 2009. So um, we're looking at almost eight years now. <laughs> I think I'm the most tenured per, uh, person at DraftKings. That's a long time, and uh, you know, you guys you hit the ground running in the early days, and uh, and you know, brought a lot to the table in terms of the industry and the dynamics of it, the marketing of it. And uh, I want everybody to make sure it should never be forgotten. In fact, my my good friend Soccer Dave uh, over at Fantasy Insiders, you'll have to YouTube it up. He did a a tribute video to Draft Street. I don't know. Tell me you've seen that tribute video. I only watched it once because I started crying. Um, <laughs> but I, I believe there was uh, Currygate was mentioned. Yes, it was Currygate. <laughs> I'll forget? never forget that. <laughs> min salary, not even min salary, like $5 salaried yeah. uh, Steph we, Curry, something uh, else. We, mi- we missed a zero there, and uh, he was doubtful the whole day so we decided not to pull an audible and cancel everything and change it and then sure enough they announce he's in 10 minutes before lock and yeah let's and that uh, was before steph curry was even really good if i, remember I mean correctly. he was good at fantasy he wasn't the steph curry he is today but that was uh that was not a great day well, before we get to this things happening at DraftKings, because, again, I know you are uh, certainly a part of, you know, the new game coming out. Uh, let's just kind of talk about, you know, where you're at in terms of sticking with the industry this long. 2009, you know, we're in 2017 right now. So, you know, you're looking at eight years in the DFS space. And I know a few of your uh, other co-founders at Draft Street uh, have uh, decided to kind of move on to other ventures. But you've stuck along with DraftKings um, and, you know, kept in the space. Uh, why is that? I mean, especially when some of your compatriots decided to uh, move on and do something else. Yeah, well, uh, I don't I don't think I had that mentality right away. Um, I, I, I would say that I think uh, this is my passion. This is what I like to do. Um, I, I don't know if I identify as, a, as an entrepreneur. I, I definitely like the idea of building things and starting new but uh for me i really wanted to keep working on this but really what it what it was is um jason shortly after the acquisition he started kind of explaining his vision for uh how big this industry would be this is a multi-billion dollar industry that that just wasn't how we thought back then we thought you know maybe hundreds of millions we'd own a, a good chunk of the company and maybe exit and 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 on to the next thing um but he he convinced me um and i you know i think he was right there's been some some hurdles but i I definitely never none of us at draft street saw the industry getting to this point and i think it was uh bernbach mentioned the other day on twitter that uh pretty much most of the people who did make that transition still work at DraftKings. So you still have your little, uh, your old school draft street group there over at DK. 
Yeah, I mean, really, I'd say 75%, and, and some of them left on their own for the most part. Um, it's a good team. We have actually, there's a DraftKings office in New York that's uh, basically, you know, core, the core is a lot of draft, draft Street guys. Um, and actually, to, to correct you a little bit, three out of the four of us founders are still at DraftKings. Um, our CEO, Brian, moved on. But uh, Jeremy Albaum is doing uh, biz dev. He's working out of L.A. He was a CMO of Draft Street. And Michael Keyboard is, uh, is working on international expansion for DraftKings. He was our COO at Draft Street. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I, I, know, I knew that Brian had left, so I didn't realize the other two were, uh, were still chugging along. So that's great to hear. Now, uh, you, know, let's, you know, one of the things that Draft Street was really great at was, you know, kind of uh, innovation. I mean, you guys brought a ton of new games to the table. You know, I, I remember there used to be weekly games, and you had snake drafts, then you had pick'ems. And, you know, we haven't really seen all those things transition over to DK. Uh, and this arcade mode that just hit is really the, the first thing that we've had in terms of game innovation, I think, on the site. Um, and a long, long time. Uh, what kind of took the process so long to, to bring something maybe outside of, you know, just the standard game that we've seen over on, on DraftKings until this point? Yeah. So I guess, first of all, DraftKings was originally coded by Paul Lieberman. The, he's a co-founder and CEO. He's actually my boss. Um, and uh, he's okay. But uh, he, he's, he's really smart, but I, I don't think he's, um, you know, naturally a programmer. He cer certainly wasn't a sports fan originally. Um, so it just it wasn't built to offer multiple game styles. And fixing this was going to be a massive project. So um, any, anyone, that 10%, that um, amazing 10% you mentioned that actually remembers Draft Street and remembers me, uh, it probably doesn't need to be convinced that uh, myself and, and the Draft Street team were pushing for new game styles from the moment we got here. Um, but, you know, Jason and the, and the founders kind of explained to me this, that new sports, launching new sports strategy uh, was going to take priority. Um, it, it brings in more new customers. Uh, there's synergies, you know, the new sports and leagues benefit from, from these two. Um, we've proven that, uh, over 50% of our users, uh, that come in for one sport, try a new one they had never really followed before. So, um, it, it's a mutually beneficial thing when we add these new sports. Uh, and then it, it, I think it's a little bit more incremental as well when you've got new sports to watch and new start times and, and all that, um, so that was the priority, and I, I, I bought in right away. Uh, the first thing we did was soccer, that, you know, to put us to work right away. The, basically, the Draft Street team uh, built out soccer, and then from there we did MMA, NASCAR, League of Legends, then CFL, Euro Tour, um, a, lot of, a lot of new sports, and that was kind of the, the work that we had on our plate. Um, and honestly, I think that strategy, and I think others would agree, even, even the guys at FanDuel, that was a big reason that we were able to grow so fast. Um, but we, we kept working on that game style plan, and uh, with the help of uh, Greg Karamitis is the head of product management here, and um, he, he moved over to that role from analytics maybe a year ago, and with his help, we were able to kind of 
get that project plan on the roadmap uh, and started maybe nine months ago on the, the game style project. Well, what kind of goes into that? Because, like you said, you know, the engineering um, to to do a new game. I'm, I'm guessing it, it, it's it's fairly complicated, especially if everything is built in a, in a certain manner. So, is it a matter of like rebuilding a, a, an entire platform, or I mean, what do you have to do to to you know? It's, it sounds simple to say, oh, change the rosters, change the scoring, and go on your way, but. Um, I mean, legitimately, like, is this just major development work that needs to happen to do those sorts of things? Yeah, exactly. And I'm not an engineer, so uh, I'll try to speak uh, um, as well as I can on on the topic. But from my point of view, what we did was we gathered as many ideas as we could. What games would we ever want to offer? Get that list together. And then with the, with the tech team, identify common variables that we might mix and match to make all kinds of different games. So, you know, the game sets and what we call draftables, uh, which are salaries, positions, and, and the player pool, we, we've had those the whole time, and those can affect the game. But then, you know, the obvious next ones are rosters and scoring, um, any variations we can do there. Uh, and then we, we have other variables that are still remaining right now, um, more interesting and I, some, some cool stuff that I'll, I'll have to keep to myself for now, but um, I'm sure some listeners could probably take a guess at what some stuff we have in store. Um, we're definitely looking to innovate, but also uh, we know what people have liked and, and we have some fun stuff planned. Uh, the, the, the full platform is should be done in early fall um and then i think we'll even iterate beyond that but um i'm gonna expect big big things at the end of the summer well i like Uh, the the fact that you said we listed all the things we want to do so that means there's a list of innovations and that makes me excited because that's been one thing i've been fairly critical of and especially considering you know the the mass that DraftKings has become, you know, the struggles for a lot of, you know, game styles and especially when you launch new things is, you know, we don't have the liquidity of players to do that, but clearly DraftKings is is at a point where that doesn't appear to be a case. And, uh, and I think you can get more aggressive doing more and more things. So, you know, Jason was, you know, probably right. Once again, you know, go figure, you know, here I am, asking him about, uh, you know, snakes, pickums, and innovations when he decided, you know what, we got to scale this sucker first. And, and you're there, and it feels like, you know, it's becoming much a larger priority. Now, let's talk about the arcade mode. Like, uh, you know, this is interesting because uh, obviously you guys had to do some market research in terms of, uh, you know, why you felt this would be a desirable game. It's only been around for, what, two days here, so... You know, sample size is small in terms of uh, looking at, you know, users' feedback from it. But uh, what made you decide to, like, lessen the roster and get more aggressive with the scoring? Yeah, so, right, it's only been a – we have one full day here uh, of information. It's looking good. The reaction is good. Um, But for a little background, we – since this was such a massive project, um, we had to. We identified some ways to add value along the way before the full platform was ready. Um, part of that was optimizing code and, and taking care of some tech debt. The the project touches you know almost all the code uh, across platforms, but some product wins. Actually, Weekend Golf 
was technically um, value added from this project because it needed different scoring. Um, so that was kind of the first one. And then secondly was this, uh, it wasn't arcade mode yet, but we identified let's add a new uh, baseball format as early in the season as we can. Uh, users were asking for something new. Uh, it had been the same kind of thing for a while and baseball kind of long summer and it, it just made sense so although we didn't have everything ready with the platform we, we thought we could make an interesting different game uh, to launch early in the season so uh, the goal basically given the limitations of, of the platform right now um, and the timings you know springtime uh, we felt that we want to appeal to users that are familiar with DFS or fantasy baseball that might not be playing, and also users that are playing, um, and not necessarily try to move the needle on, on a bunch of acquisition. I, we have some plans for that in August, which, which makes more sense. So basically, get inactive users back into baseball. Uh, maybe get NBA, golf, NHL users to give baseball a try. And, and then, like I said, appeal to our uh, ex existing active users right now. So, um, so what goes into that game? Uh, and let me, I guess, let me caveat that we, we never know exactly how things are going to go over. We never know what strategies might come. I mean, I remember back in the day, I, none of us ever thought even about stacking. And then all of a sudden, uh, I, it was, it's beep, I'm a Jeep. Maybe someone else thought of it too, but I, I just remember him... Um, stacking and and i'm thinking you know that can't be right like they can't all be good value but um you know stacking wasn't something we saw and then we adjust and then you make these rules stacking limitations um so so with arcade mode or anything else we do uh, who knows what what strategies might come but uh we do our best to have a reasoning for everything so um the goal was to make the game unique interesting fun and and as incremental as possible to our core, core game we didn't want to just uh create something super similar and just shift split up action and th that's not really good for anyone so um what goes into the game so the first thing is entertainment um it seems obvious but like some some users win some are able to to play for a profit some lose or play for entertainment but but ultimately people are paying for entertainment so that was our first thing and it, it was basically uh high scoring with bonuses more scoring instances people say baseball's slow um and then we're, we're going to try focusing on these i guess we call them turbo sets but basically smaller sl a little bit smaller slates where all the games are happening around the same time to, to make things more exciting um so that, that's kind of the entertainment aspect um, then differentiation, like I mentioned, I think interestingly the the stacking rules alone, I think completely changed the strategy, at least in uh, GPP format right now. I mean, you put with our main game, you you pretty much have to uh, stack at least somewhat, which which is interesting and definitely takes a ton of strategy. But for those who don't like it or those looking for another uh, another option, we decided to keep it at two max hitters per team uh and then the new scoring uh, also was an attempt to differentiate uh a lot of it that ends up being pretty similar 
but um, there's a lot of nuanced differences that I think uh, will will provide for more strategy and, while also not really alienating uh, any casual users that might want to get into it. Um, well, you know, and, you and got that's kind of my, and that's the big thing because I think the reaction from a lot of you know DFS Twitter, the the sharp community is, you know, this is just a a dumbed down version of their game that that involves a ton more variance, and it's it's just an opportunity to you know to, that you're going to have people you know trading rake. How do you develop? How do you go about developing a game that is simpler but also fits the bill in terms of you know the skill component that that you know, is is critical uh in, in terms of skill gaming like we have here with uh with daily fantasy like i feel like there there's got to be a line and and you know uh you know there might be advantages to have a little less skillful game but you still you know want to have people making important decisions um you know based on research and and whatnot i mean that has to kind of go through some of the discussion and when you come up with this stuff oh yeah absolutely so um, I think down the road when we can crank out new formats and test things, maybe some games will be more tailored towards advanced users. We, you know, maybe we have something similar to Draft Street with four pitchers and relief pitchers and uh, salaries not rounded at all, um, and then maybe something more casual as well. But for this game, we, we did try to strike that, that ideal balance. I would say the goal is to make it fun and easy to compete, uh, but difficult to master. It's not, it's, not easy. it's not easy to do, and I'm not saying we accomplish that for sure, um, but you, know, you try to make compromises on one side that are going to not alienate or not impact the other side too much. For example, you know, we rounded the salaries to, to the nearest 500. Yeah. Um, you know, we actually want initially we wanted to have a hundred k cap and round to the nearest thousand. It's amazing what that effect has uh, based on our research. Actually, the platform's not ready to change the budget from fifty k, uh, <laughs> but it will it it will be soon. But but anyways, that little thing, you know, you get to your last spot and basically now you're gonna find there's a lot of guys that fit there now that. Um, and worst case, maybe go change one and then and then fit another guy. So it it has, and we'll see as we go. But from testing, it increased the or decreased the amount of time to make a lineup uh, significantly. So smaller rosters and player pool, that's casual, and that's you know now we got to find a way to to get more strategy in there. People looking for any edge they can get, that they're not going to love that. Uh, hopefully, they can understand that. So. Um, then we get into the stacking and scoring uh, changes that that do present new strategies. Um, specifically with the scoring, it was interesting. We we wanted more bonuses and higher scoring. Uh, the the first hit bonus is interesting. Um, we actually should make things more exciting at the end. If you, if you got a guy that's over, it's it's basically a, a reward for going o, o, for not going over. Um, but it should make things exciting at the end where you can really gain a lot of points at the end. But, uh, with scoring, we, we went a little bit, I don't know how many people, I'm old school and we went kind of rotisserie value style, you know, where triples and doubles aren't any better than, than any other hit, um, in, in rotisserie, which I think a lot of people are used to, uh, steals and home runs are, are the value there and, and RBIs and, and runs. Um, so we moved a little bit that way. 
I, I don't know if people will pick up on that, but at least it, it was a change in strategy that, you know, isn't just random. It, it seems to make sense. So I, I think with that, we, we kind of counteracted and created this game where hopefully more casuals can compete and want to. Uh, but in the end, if you really if you master the game, you'll you'll be able to come out ahead. Now, how will this work, um, or has it been thought of uh, of what you're going to do with other sports? I mean, you talked about like, hey, you know, this platform's got a lot more of things coming to it. But I, I you know, arcade mode sounds like something that could easily translate to other games out there, uh, other sports. Um, what's the plan with arcade mode? Do are we going to see it? You know, for NFL, uh, I personally don't think it makes any sense for golf. I don't think you really need to do anything with it for golf. But uh, I'm curious if if we're going to see anything along these lines uh, with this game for NFL and then obviously NBA, NHL, and, and other sports. Um, yeah, I, I, I would. If I had to bet, I would I would say we will. Um, we're we're going to see a lot of things. Like I said, the the platform is going to be in a much better spot going into NFL where essentially we're going to have operational tools where we can create new formats and, and not really need any, any dev work at all. So um, an arcade mode for NFL, uh, yeah, sure, or IDP or a lot of other ideas that we are going to want to try. Um, arcade mode for maybe it makes more sense for soccer or NHL where it's kind of low scoring and you also have, um, you know, huge player pools where a smaller roster and, you know, turbo sets are, are going to help more. Uh, we, we have, we have a lot of ideas. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to count, I guess, count our chickens before they, that's not, that's not the right one, but basically uh, if this you don't want to make promises through. that you can't keep. You don't want to say something is definitely coming and then it right. not come. But, uh, I mean, do you think, right. you know, if, if this is successful for baseball, I mean, I, I think I would be shocked if we don't see some iteration of it for some of the other games. Now, you know, football is a little bit different in that it's weekly, but, like, I was talking to Britt Devine the other night, and, and he brought up a good one for basketball where, you know, if you want a bonus kind of structure, you know uh, – you know, consecutive shots made, you know, would be kind of a, a fun one because, yeah. you know, you've got centers, which obviously are taking easier shots, um, might become a little bit more valuable than, you know, Westbrook, who might take a lot of shots, but but miss, you know, half of them. So yeah. uh, I think we, there's definitely some maybe, you know, the interesting thing is it could really change the way we we play fantasy sports and look at it because bonus structures are typically you know, reserve for season long and, you know, outside of, you know, what, what you've instituted in NFL right now and, and a few other places. But I think it could really, you know, catch on in terms of trying to, to, to design just in, and maybe shape a style of fantasy sports a little bit different than we have today. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned um, a streak bonus, uh, clutch bonuses based on the score and the time of the game. Uh, we've got ideas for a captain spot or uh, all these different things. Um, basically, we have a lot of ideas, but and this, I, I guess, uh, Matt Kalish made this point. Like once once people understand what you know what we're doing and what what we might be able to do, the we don't need to even come up with the ideas at a certain point. I think they're just going to start flowing in. I mean, you mentioned Britt Divine had one. I, I feel like we're just going to 
they're just going to start flowing in. So uh, it, it's definitely an exciting time for for those of us that have been working on this and, and rooting for this to to happen finally. Heck, I even remember back in Draft Street, you guys had Home Run Derby, right? Weekly yeah, Home Run Derby. Yeah, we uh, we launched. We had we had weekly rotisserie side. We we built the product for ourselves and and learned quickly. <laughs> you know, you gotta keep it casual and build off that. I think we were uh, a little maybe ten years ahead of of, <laughs> of what actually made sense, but it, it was a learning experience. Uh, I know it's you know obviously still pending and everything, but you know the the potential merger with with DraftKings that's probably more of a uh, a Jason kind of question, but I mean, it's got to be almost uh, odd for you who have been, you know, you've got, you've been a competitor with FanDuel, or excuse me, DraftKings and FanDuel's merger. You've been a competitor with FanDuel for a long, long time, as long as you've been in this space, and uh, you know, might be working next next to a bunch of those guys. Uh, kind of be kind of a weird feeling, and uh, again, I don't know how plugged in you are on the whole thing, but. Uh, you know, are are we? Are you even? I mean, you know the ins and outs of the industry, and and you know the struggles that have had to to go through. I mean, did you feel like it was almost inevitable to have something like this potentially take place? What's your thoughts? Yeah, it's looked inevitable for some time. Always something to think about. Uh, makes sense for a lot of reasons. Um, I, I, it's not going to be. I've been through this. I don't think. Um, I don't know if the DraftKings guys know, but. We, we did not like them when we were Draft Street. Um, they were focused on FanDuel, I think, at that point. They had passed us. but uh, so I, And it worked out pretty well. So um, I, got, I got nothing against FanDuel. I think the, the merger makes sense. We've, we've met up with those guys. They seem, you know, they seem to have a lot of ideas, a lot of talent. Uh, I, I'm excited. And, and honestly, we, we got the news kind of recently that our, you know, our, we've got 40 people here in, in the New York office at DraftKings, and the plan, if this thing goes through, is we're going to move into their office. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope there's no, it's not awkward. I, I'm certainly excited about it. Um, I think they are, too. I've seen their new digs. It's not too bad. Not a bad, yeah. not, not a bad little place. No, better than this WeWork where, uh, you know, <laughs> I got to get in this little booth and hope I have internet. <laughs> We're with Mark Nuremberg. He is head of games over at DraftKings and uh, somebody that uh, I've, I've known since uh, my early days, uh, pinging you in the chat, uh, asking you about bringing NASCAR. And by the way, I want to talk to you quickly about NASCAR because I've seen some discussions. I know we don't have a race this week. We've got one next week. And, and you know, you follow the scoring. And, you know, one thing when, with a lot of these sports where you've got limited number of players, you know, sometimes with the Masters and certainly with NASCAR, um, you get a lot of lineup overlap. Has there been any discussions about potentially changing some scoring aspects? Because the, the current setup of it, really lends itself to one very obvious kind of strategy. And I'm wondering if, you know, you and your team have, uh, have gotten feedback from people about, hey, you know, do we need to make a change to this? Uh, and how do you evaluate whether or not, you know, things need to be changed on the gameplay front like that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think actually this, the, the game variance platform uh, not only – will allow us I think it'll allow us to test things like we don't in the past we would have to change a game completely and only run one 
we have some ideas. Uh, we have some ideas of how we can create more reasonable combinations for lineups uh, in, in these small player pool sports. NASCAR being one, I think MMA even more mm -hmm. uh, of a potential issue. Um, and then we're looking. You know, I, if this merger goes through, we're going to have the resources to to crank out a lot a lot of new sports. I, off the top of my head, Formula One is interesting. It could be a, a really great tool um to get get a new audience in uh but they you know they only have 20 20 drivers so yeah um i think there's uh actually young bobby fisher or young fisher i saw in the forums um i think today or yesterday had some interesting idea of ranking guys and getting points uh based on that we have uh, this captain idea or an idea where you could uh, pay more for a, one player and then get more a multiplier on their points. Uh, basically, take shares of players. Uh, th those are all interesting ways that we could, you know, solve the problem that you're talking about. I, we we haven't wanted to replace the current game with that, but soon enough we'll be able to try that out and see how it goes. So uh, that's th I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, that's a an exciting uh, aspect of the of the work we're doing now. Absolutely. Well, uh, that's that's really exciting and encouraging to hear. It sounds like the timetable is, you know, not potentially that far down the road. You told me uh, end of summer, so end of summer means right around football season. So uh, I'm excited to see what you and your team are are cooking up behind the scenes. I know it's going to be good stuff. You're uh, again one of the uh, one of the guys who kind of I don't want to say unsung, but I, I don't know if gets enough credit for where we are today as an industry because you were paramount in, in building mm -hmm. some of the most uh, sophisticated and kind of mainstream games in the early days of DFS. And uh, and I certainly didn't forget it. And I know a lot of the uh, old school guys uh, want to give you that love as well. So, uh, you know, you're your big, big reason why we are where we are today. And uh, certainly want to say thanks to that. And and should be interesting to see what what comes next over uh, over at DraftKings. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Thank, thanks, Dan. Yeah, no problem. Well, uh, thanks again for jumping on with us. And, uh, and hey, you know, open door. Next time we get something new, uh, I want to hear about it. Uh, shouldn't be a problem. I, I love it. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's too bad it's been uh, three years, but hopefully again soon. Thanks again to Mark for joining us here on the show. And, uh, of course, thanks to you for the listen, the download. If you haven't left us an iTunes review in a while, please do so. And uh, certainly uh, be sure to follow us over there on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel if you haven't done so. Follow us on Facebook. Again, we're doing at least one premium show a week uh, on uh, Facebook for free. So it's going to be an opportunity for you to kind of uh, see what we have behind the paywall in terms of our expert videos. We did one just yesterday. Uh, so premium videos are going to be there. Also, you can find a lot of our free stuff there as well. And, uh, and I'll be back again tonight. Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio 6 to 7. Uh, me and I believe it's Beer tonight. We'll be breaking down the Thursday night slate in Daily Fantasy Baseball. Uh, but again, uh, thanks again for being a part of the community here at Roto-Grinders. We'll be back on tomorrow's show talking all things Daily Fantasy Baseball for our Friday. Till then, good luck and we will see ya. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. 
Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.